Welcome to The Thing About Health Coaching, the podcast from Your Coach Health, where we discuss advancements in health and wellness coaching, trends to watch, and the growing body of research. This episode was generated from conversations that occurred at our Global Health and Wellbeing Coaching Symposium in November of 22, with a focus on demystifying health coaching and digital health, healthcare, and beyond. Please note that the industry is rapidly changing, so some of the information discussed may be already outdated. For the latest news in health coaching, be sure to follow along with us and check out our latest health coaching report at yourcoach.health. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to our symposium. I am joined by Liam Webster, who is the executive director for the National Board for Health and Wellness Coaching. And this session is a year in review and a look back. And I am so excited to be sitting here with Leanne today and to um, share with you what's coming up with the National Board. Leanne, hi, welcome. Hi, how's it going? Thank you so much for having me. It's going well, and uh, it's always such a treat and a pleasure to speak with you, and uh, I know we always have so much to talk about, so I am uh, really excited to get started. Yeah, I know. I always like meeting with you, too, so it's uh, always an interesting conversation. Um, everybody is always, you know, this is actually one of the most watched sessions, because you and I did this last year, because everybody is always wondering, what are you guys up to at the National Board? So. What, what's been going on since last year? Just the, a quick year, and then we can dive into it. Um, wow, uh, so much. I, I will say that um, post-COVID, uh, or I should say post-2020, um, <laughs> yeah, right. Um, it's just kind of keeps speeding up and speeding up and speeding up. I think that there's um, so much emphasis right now on um, lifestyle and lifestyle medicine um, and chronic disease and how lifestyle impacts chronic disease that it's sped every every aspect of our organization up. Everything from um, you know the amount of research that's being done and the opportunities um, for uh, with programs that want to become approved by us. Um, coaches who want to become board certified, um, interest from healthcare. So yeah, so I would say that what's happened in the last year, uh, everything has just sped up and it keeps getting faster. It's this world that we live in, right? Everything is mm -hmm. constantly speeding up and we just got to keep up with it. But unfortunately, there's not more hours in a day. Right. So just got just to gotta manage with what we have. Uh, you mentioned new programs to be approved. How many programs are approved now, accredited by you guys? Um, so right now we have 112 approved programs, and then we have several in the queue um, that will be reviewed. And um, yeah, there's just a lot of interest, uh, not just in the university setting or the community college setting, but also in the private sector. Um, lots of uh, digital health companies are starting to pay attention. And I think Everyone now sees the National Board for Health and Wellness Coaching as the um, the leader in the field. And, and so we're just getting a, a lot of requests um, in terms of programs that want to learn more or become approved by us. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing, right? Because health coaching has been around for so long. It's been around for over two decades. Mm -hmm. But just now, and it's so fascinating that just now it's becoming such a buzzword and 
as always, there's so much responsibility in setting the right message as to what health coaching truly is, which is why the theme of this year's symposium, we did demystifying health and wellness coaching once and for all, because everybody has their own definition, what a health and wellness coach does. And I know a lot of it falls on you and the board and to, to set those standards. So that's a, a lot of responsibility. Yeah, it is. It is. It definitely feels like you know, we still have our work cut out for us as far as making sure that everybody understands exactly what a health and wellness coach is and does. Um, you know, even uh, just in my daily work, I'll get um, inquiries from physicians who are saying, hey, I want to learn more about this. Um, so, you know, we still have a lot of work to do, a lot of outreach to really um, get out the word. And the thing is that the world's just a really big place, right? And even if just starting with the United States, it's just big. Yeah. So a lot of work to do. Absolutely. It's interesting that you mentioned physicians because in our platform, obviously there's coaches from all walks of life and we're seeing a lot of nurses who are becoming coaches, mm -hmm. a lot of physicians, a lot of therapists are becoming coaches because it's a whole new skill set. It doesn't it matter is. how many years of school you went through. It's a whole new skill set. It's a whole new scope of practice. So there's, um, there's a lot to it. So it's amazing that, you, you know, we're seeing the same trends. Definitely. Yeah. 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 Um, so in the past year, uh, I mean, of course, we're always talking about these reimbursements and what's happening with reimbursement codes. So UC San Diego, they started collecting data, real world data. Where are we with that? Um, well, it's going really well. So um, Katie and I work uh, together on this project and um, it's overseen by our healthcare commission. And um, we've got um, about 50 organizations that we're working with across the country. Some are contributing data to UCSD, and then some are contributing data directly to us. It, it really just depends. Um, you'd be probably pretty surprised at how much um, red tape and bureaucracy we have to get through just to get to a point where we're working with the right people in a healthcare system to actually submit data but we're doing it and um, we're being successful at it. Um, so we have, you know, two different pathways and then both will actually support our application for um, category one CPT codes with the American Medical Association. And what does that data collection looks like? Because I know we've been talking about it and those who are in the know, they know, right? But it's still so much mystery surrounding what this process actually looks like, right? So can you tell? Yeah. Yeah, that's actually a really good question. Um, so, you know, let's just uh, pretend there, there's a, a physician who's working in a healthcare system and they have a health coach on staff, mm -hmm. National Board Certified Health and Wellness Coach on staff, and um, they're referring their patients to that coach. And, and maybe, you know, the coach is, is meeting with um, uh, 15 patients a week. Right. And during that, there's different topics that are discussed. Um, there's different lengths of the session. Um, mm -hmm. All of that data, right, from frequency, length of session, um, general topics that were discussed, um, what chronic diseases are, are, you know, is this patient dealing with and, and how is the coach supporting that patient? All of that is, is captured. And then um, it's all put into a spreadsheet. And so that is the actual data. So really 
when it comes to the category one CPT codes, what is um, really important is to show that there's widespread usage of the service of health and wellness coaching across all demographics of the United States. So that's kind of the ultimate um, goal that we're trying to show with our data. And this data that, that is collected, will that help set what the rates for reimbursement will be, the length of session, the rates and everything else? Um, I don't know if that is necessarily what sets the rate. Um, what happens is you apply for a category one codes through the American Medical Association. They have a panel that is um, determines if in fact you are approved or not. Um, and then if you are approved, it goes through what's called the RUC process. And that's essentially a different group of people that, and I'm gonna guess there's probably actuaries in there. There's probably um, insurance companies. There's probably um, medical societies, right? Mm -hmm. and, and they really take a deep dive into the economics of the code. And then they determine the value and that RUC process from what I've read, I've never been through it myself, but from what I've read, it, it seems to take about a year. Okay. So after the codes become category one codes, after they're approved, it's going to take another year to set what those rates are, to set the boundaries of, of the actual codes and reimbursements. That's, yeah. That's my understanding from, you know, the consultants that we've talked with, the research that we've done. Um, yeah. Yeah. So we're just moving the ball forward. Yeah, which brings me to the question in everybody's mind: What is happening with the reimbursements? What can we? When can we expect them to um, to be up for category one? So our intent is to apply for um, reimbursement for so for a category one code. Um, we'll actually submit our application in February, and then the actual panel meeting with the American Medical Association will take place in um, May. So we have a team together that's working on the application right now. And then also on the evidence base, right? Cause that's really, really important. So um, there's a wonderful physician, um, Dr. Moeen Abudabra out of uh, Mayo Clinic in Florida, who's um, really supporting this in addition to our um, chair, Margaret Moore, she's the chair of our um, healthcare commission. And so, the, together those two and then a bunch of other physicians and and Katie and I we're all working together to submit all that and then um if it's approved in May then um it'll go through that process so it would be May 23 so sometime probably in 24 2024 Amazing. So this is a lot sooner than anticipated, right? Because I think last time we spoke, it was two years out and now it's really already this year. Well, next year. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're doing well. Yeah. We're, we're getting good traction. And I just think that um, as a result of COVID, just the really the ears, everybody's listening. Everybody's paying a little bit more attention. Um, you know, even like the, the term lifestyle medicine is starting to be uh, more commonly used. People are starting to actually associate their diet, exercise, um, stress, sleep with chronic conditions. So you're starting to see more of an association there from regular people. So everybody's yeah. paying attention more. So 
I think that it's allowed us to speed up our process a, a little bit sooner. Yeah. Yeah, which is absolutely amazing. So part of the requirements is that to be eligible for reimbursements, um, a coach would have to be an NBC HWC. Right? Um, we don't know yet, right? Yeah. So so when you submit your application, obviously, you know, we're that importance of standardization and credentialing really, really matters. Um, and we will submit that on our applica application. Um, however, until the final language comes out from the American Medical Association, you don't really know like what that language is going to look like. And the language shows up in the code manual and the code manual is what dictates what can and can't be reimbursed. But I, I can definitely say without a doubt that the importance of a national board certification is very relevant and will likely be in that code language. Agreed. I, I absolutely agree with you there. Um, so which is where my next question comes in with the supply and demand, because latest count about 7,400 NBCHWCs, right? Yes. And I think there's a new sitting uh, yeah. coming up, right? So mm -hmm. yeah. But where does supply and demand come in? Do you feel like there's enough um, certified coaches, board certified coaches? Um, yeah, I mean, that's a really good question because it's like we want to be ahead of of the industry in some ways, but the certification is still fairly new. We launched it in 2017. So we're really still trying to build the career pathway for the coach. And um, one of the ways we're doing that is by holding events with um, HR professionals so they can learn and hiring managers so that they can actually learn about the credential and the fact that the board certification exists. Um, where we're heading though, if we get to reimbursement and with all the people who are in, in leadership positions in healthcare who are starting to pay attention, we could get to a point where we're gonna need a lot more coaches. Um, where we're at today is that we're still really kind of building the momentum and building the career path for the coach. Yeah. Um, it would be amazing to see more coaches sit for the exam. And now yeah. that you have three sittings, hopefully that's uh, becoming more of a reality. Yeah. So starting in 2023, we will have <clears throat> three application windows and then three exam periods. And we're happy to support that little shameless plug here for our scholarship program for uh, for everybody who is interested in becoming a nationally board certified uh, health and wellness coach to apply for a scholarship. It is need based. Um, and but we look at your passion for becoming a health coach. We look at a lot of other things as well. Uh, this is not something that you need to submit your W-2s for. For those of you listening, you know, this is really for uh, for us to get to know you as a person and uh to, to help pay forward. And I'm really proud that this uh, scholarship is in honor of my parents. So it's, um, this is, this is a very near and dear, dear, dear uh, cause to us here at your coach. Promise myself, I'm not going to get emotional. This is like a look back a look forward. Right. And here I go. I think it's um, good. It's good. It means that it means something to you. It means something to, to, to us. And it means something I think it's really important for coaches to have the certification because at the end, it's all about. The thing about health coaching is brought to you by Your Coach Health. 
the only operating system for behavior change powered by health coaches. We help a growing roster of industry partners stand up or augment their health coaching operations with the largest supply of validated health coaches and proprietary technology for seamless integration. We are the premier virtual home for health and wellness coaching, an ecosystem built to empower health coaches while expanding access to their services through our industry partnerships. To find out more, head over to yourcoach.health or yourcoachhealth on all the socials. Join us on the health coaching revolution as we strive to deliver the power of health coaching to the 8.5 billion global population by 2030. Helping make happy and healthy humans. And I think we can all say with the work that you do, with the work that we do, with the work of coaches out there and companies who are hiring coaches and doctors who are working with health coaches, that is really the end result. At the end of all of this, we just want people to be healthier and happier. Right, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I think when we step back from the day to day and everything that we deal with and just focus on that, I think um, we can make a lot more happen in a shorter period of time. Mm -hmm. Yep. Just, just a thought. Um, Everyone, everyone, (laughs) I really truly believe that the health of all people will improve once we integrate health and wellness coaching and nationally board certified health and wellness coaches into the system. Absolutely. And more and more people are realizing it, you know, health coach is an essential member of our health and care team. A lot of doctors are working with health coaches. Mm-hmm. They, it's not either, or it's working together, which is right. something that we've been advocating right in this industry for the longest time. So it's great that it's uh, finally being paid attention to. Mm-hmm. Um, so reimbursements a couple of years away. So with everything said and done, HSA, FSA seems like it's, um, a little more on the horizon. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I think, you know, one of the things that we know at least about our 7,400 nationally board certified coaches is that there are 50% who want to be employed. And then there are 50% who really value their life as an entrepreneur and they don't want to work for anybody else. They may be open to partnering with physicians or partnering with um, people in healthcare, but they really like the independence of being an entrepreneur. And so in, in one, of the, one of the things that I think could really help will be the use of HSA and FSA accounts, right? Um, so that somebody who has an HSA account can actually use uh, that money towards the service of health and wellness coaching. So um, we have a legal team in place um, that has reached out to the IRS. And I believe I might've even brought this up last year, Um, Mm -hmm. but they reached out to the IRS. We did receive a letter back and Um, We just want to be able to provide really clear guidelines and guidance around that. Um, But I would say that by the end of 2022, so a month from now, we should be able to release information to everybody so that they really understand um, what has to happen in order for an individual to use their health uh, health savings account towards um, the service of health and wellness coaching. Um, it will likely be that, you know, it needs to be a physician referral. Um, but we want to tighten up that language just a little bit and make sure that when we release the information, we're well suited to answer all the questions that will come in. Because if there's one thing we've learned, we will get a ton of questions. 
there's always a lot of questions, which which is yeah. good, right? When people ask questions, that means they care. That means they're interested and always happy to uh, to answer them. And so, we'll need to have the answers too, right? Because yeah. it's new territory for me too. I'm not an expert on HSA accounts and um, neither is Katie. And so we have to ourselves become educated about them and really understand um, the language around it. Yeah, learning something new constantly, right? Mm -hmm. In this ever-changing world of health coaching and for us, yes. digital health and right, like yes. where everything fits in. Um, I love how you use the, the term of entrepreneur for health coaches, the 50% want to work for themselves. So we kind of coined this term around here, health coachpreneur. I like which, that. I love that, right? Like it just makes sense because it's, um, you know, health coaches who want to work for themselves, who want to have their own practice. And these are the coaches that we're contracting with that we're able to provide opportunities through our platform, which I think it's uh, really amazing. And we're seeing that as well. So a lot of them, yes, there are those who want to work for somebody else. And that's great that there's room for that. And there's a lot of companies who are looking for full-time employees, but for those health coachpreneurs um, that want to contract, you know, I think uh, it's great to provide opportunities for them as well. So totally. it's, uh, as, as always, we are, we're on the same page. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I think that, um, you know, there's also that hybrid person. That's what we've found where it may be that they're employed part-time mm -hmm. and they want to keep it that way, yep. but they also like to be an entrepreneur and have their own business too. So I think, you know, there's a lot of opportunity for both and I think it's just a matter of educating um, not only the people who are hiring in healthcare, but also the public, right? Because people may want to pay out of pocket and they may want to stay out of the healthcare system by hiring a nationally board certified health and wellness coach. So I think um, it's just really about getting the word out. Yeah, it's opportunities everywhere. And uh, with the HSA accounts, I think it's going to open up a whole new world of possibilities. Definitely. So, yeah, yeah, I can't wait to see where, where we're heading with that. And, you know, talking about different opportunities and health coachpreneurs and those who want to work for others, where do you see a lot of coaches ending up these days? Where do you see them working? So for the coaches that are employed, um, we're, is, yeah, yeah. Um, we're starting to see a lot more um, becoming employed in healthcare systems, right? So um, I don't know if you read the article, I, I can't remember which um, media broke this story, but it was about um, what's happening in New York where there's um, either six or seven different uh, hospitals that are embracing um, healthy, healthy meals, right? And lifestyle medicine. Um, so I know they're hiring coaches right now. Um, there's a lot of different healthcare systems throughout the U S that are either have hired or are hiring health and wellness coach. We're starting to see it more in, uh, digital health companies. Um, I know Eugene and I did that, uh, big presentation this summer where we had digital health experts on, we had, I think over 3000 people registered for the event and, um, I know that that was really good because it brought a lot of awareness to the leadership in digital health to actually want to hire um, board certified health and wellness coaches. So we're seeing it in digital health. And then we're also seeing it in uh, like companies um, like Google and Apple. I think if anyone's interested to learn more about who's hiring coaches, 
I always suggest that they just go on LinkedIn and do a search and they'll come up with hundreds because we've already identified hundreds and that's strictly from our research that we do on LinkedIn. So, yeah. 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 And, you know, so first of all, that event that you guys, they talk about um, asking a lot of questions. We got so many questions and yes. opened up so many conversations yep. and we love that, right? Because that's really the only way that we can keep this conversation going. Right. So for those who missed this event, it's actually, it lives on our YouTube channel. So if you go to your coach health on YouTube, you're going to be able to, um, to find it. It was, it was really great. There was a lot, of, there were um, representatives from various digital health companies talking about where health coaches fit in. So it's, uh, if you haven't checked it out, I, I, I absolutely would. Um, yeah, there's uh, a lot of opportunities there. Yeah. So it's uh, exciting to, um, to, to, to see where this is going. And it's exciting to see where you guys are leading it as the board and to see what we can do to help because we do work with a lot of digital, digital health companies and, right. you know, health coaches around their product or service, because as we say, human eye is still greater than AI and everybody is longing for that human connection yes. for that human touch and even though a lot of the stuff can be done digitally you still want to know that there's somebody on the other side yes. on, on paying attention yes right and, uh, especially when it comes to behavior change and accountability sometimes we're not accountable to ourselves right, right? but right. when we know that there's somebody else so yeah health coaches yeah what an important job just can't can't stress that enough right exactly yeah yeah, yeah. Do you see any trends emerging in the schools that you're now accrediting for uh, to be nationally national board accredited? Do you see any trends emerging in what kind of health coaching they're teaching? Like um, or yeah, well, I think one of the the biggest things that um, we're seeing is a much more awareness around diversity, equity, inclusion, and access. Um, so one of the really cool things that I'm seeing is. Um, health coach training programs are really embracing that and they're really figuring out how they can um, be more accessible to um, people who may be coming from historically marginalized communities or backgrounds. And so that's been really neat to see. And it's also really neat to support. Um, we have a couple different um, events coming up in 2023 that I'm really excited about that um, really touch upon this topic. Um, I noticed that when I'm not only having conversations with health coach training programs, but also with um, uh, government entities, uh, there's a lot more talk about barriers to access and, you know, how can we reduce those barriers? So not, it's not just about barriers to entry into the field, but also to stay in the field. Right. So that, you know, how can we support better support professional development? How can we better support somebody who wants to sit for the exam, but perhaps can't afford to sit for the exam? Right. So we're, we're beginning to have a lot of these conversations um, with our health and wellness coach training programs and other large entities that exist. And um, I just uh, think it's really cool. So that's probably the biggest trend that I'm seeing. It's amazing that it's not falling on deaf ears and that they're listening and that they're tweaking their programs in order to uh, to bring this. That's uh, that's truly amazing to see. Lots of uh, great insights as always. My favorite question, 
and I asked you this last year as well. What are your predictions for 2023? Um, I'm so sorry. I hear my dog barking in the background. <laughs> this, this is real life, right? This is a real life home. It's office. real life. Yes. You know what? We, I, I don't hear your dog. So. Oh, good. Okay. okay that, with it. I'm okay with it. Okay. My, that's good. Yeah. That's good. That is also in the background somewhere. Yeah. Life. Um, I like to be real. So this is real. Um, Honestly, what do I predict? What do I predict for 2023? Um, one, I predict that our staff needs to become larger. I, I predict that. <laughs> and the reason I predict that is because um, we are getting the word out, right? And so I predict that um, health and wellness coaching is going to be better integrated into all systems, not just healthcare, but also um, school systems. Um, uh, gosh, we're seeing so much with um, like universities, like uh, health and wellness coaching for college students. Um, we're obviously seeing it in digital health. Um, so I think my my prediction is just that the now that the profession is really defined, and now that there are standards that exist to back the profession, and now that we are in the world of CPT codes, because we do have the category three codes, and we are working on the HSA accounts, I think that um, it'll just become um, more accessible for people, a, a term that is more understood by people. I think that, yeah, that's what I see in 2023, just more opportunity for humans to access health and wellness coaches, and also for coaches to build a solid career moving forward yeah to demystify the field a little bit if you will to make it more clear what health and wellness coaches do and uh for 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 the masses right yeah because exactly. that, that survey um i'm not sure i was i'm not sure if you guys did the survey that you conducted or it was from somewhere else that 60 percent of people want health coaching but 80 percent of them don't know where to access it was oh, that interesting that, that wasn't been, yeah that might have been market data that might have been yeah. market data so yeah. i just thought that was such an amazing statistic and yeah. uh we, we need to turn that around right so right exactly yeah it just needs to become like when you say the word um baker you know what a baker does right you know yeah. why you would go to a baker and i i would like it to be that when we say the word health and wellness coach people really understand what it is and why they would want to work with one. Bakers don't need to do a pitch of what they do, right? So right, to, exactly. Coaches don't yeah. need to either. Yeah, yeah. I'm not Basically. sure why I chose like someone who makes cookies and cakes when I'm talking about health coaching, but you know. <laughs> balance. Like, what was that? Balance, yeah. you need to have balance. Exactly. Sometimes you need a cookie or a cake, exactly. you know, so. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm all for it. You know, just follow that up with a green juice and yes, yes, and walk. <laughs> Good. I am all about your predictions. I am totally on board and uh, excited to see all the fun things that you guys are doing, all the important things that you're doing at the national board, and also excited to see your team grow because you're doing amazing work and you do need the help. And um, can't wait to meet here again next year. Yeah. And, uh, have a look back and a look forward. I am excited to see what I say next year and, and what, <laughs> what we're talking about, because I'm sure that there's a lot of change that'll happen all for the good.
I really hope we're not still asking about category one CPT codes. I know. I really that's going to be in the past by then. And yeah. we're just really excited about yeah. the next step in the process. Right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I hope so too. <laughs> Good. Well, we'll put that out there. Thank you so much. Always yeah. a pleasure speaking to you. This was uh, great as always. Thanks, Leanne. Yes. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Take care.